Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that sort of thing. And we have food. We do. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed, well we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch we look forward to seeing you there see you then hello (laughs) welcome to Live Lunch everyone Um, I'm joined I'm Rachel and I'm joined today Toby Ford Weston yes Yes. And and George Benson is back come on Come on. And we've got Itsu, so it's just a good time all round, really. And today we're going to be talking about what happened on Sunday, what we got preached about. So Toby preached to us. We're, get, we're in Genesis 45. And uh, again, we're still going through Joseph and his life and his story. And a couple of themes that came up was about the relevance of the Bible, because obviously it's an old book and some people might be like, why is it relevant today? So I wanted to ask Toby if you could just kind of go over a little bit of what was spoken about and how Joseph's story is relevant to us today. Yeah, sure. So um, I do this um, um, fairly great length in the in the message. So that this will be a kind of a, a shorter version of that. Um, but yeah, I mentioned the term chronological snobbery, um, which is a term that the kind of acclaimed writer C.S. Lewis um, uh, coined and, and and it just means that um, as you say um, kind of uh, people can look at old things and assume that because they're old they're out of date and um, and look at new things and assume that they're better just because they're new um, I mean we wouldn't say that about water uh, you know water is pretty old but it's pretty in date um, and the bible is less is less of an old book it's 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 less of it's like it's less old it's more timeless it's less of a book it's more uh living and active the words are like on the page like buzzing spiritually if you like um and we see that we see that it doesn't just tell us the bible doesn't just tell us what happened it tells us what always happens uh so that in your kind of um, personal life and in the macro the big and the micro the small uh, you can see themes patterns trends um that are happening currently and that you and, and sometimes you can see those same themes patterns and trends in a biblical story and you can kind of track think oh gosh it's that's kind of like well I'm, I'm kind of like in the wilderness right now and so what's next oh after the wilderness is a, there's wandering in that for the season of okay and you can kind of start to understand um what you may well expect um and so the bible's always current because it tells us what always happens and particularly so in this story of joseph uh where um I went through uh, just some headings economically, spiritually, uh, politically and socially how um, the day of Joseph 3000 years ago is the same day really as as we live in in Brighton in, in 2023. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 2023. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just to reiterate, that is the year that we're in. There yes. we are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. Um, was there a piece of scripture that you wanted to take out of, of that? Or um, no, not 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 really. No, that um, that's for later. 
okay. Mm. Stay tuned. <laughs> George, you had a bit of um, insight, chronolo- chronological snobbery. What that's, well, that's what, uh, that's what Toby quoted on Sunday, which is a C.S. Lewis point about chronological snobbery in terms of new is always better. And it reminded yeah. me of uh, a silly moment in a sitcom, How I Met Your Mother, where one of the characters says, new is always better. And someone goes, oh, so you mean the new Star Wars are better than the old ones? And he goes, oh, maybe not. And um, <laughs> it's, a, it's sort of a silly way to illustrate the point that I guess is really serious about scripture um, that, that Toby helped us with in terms of we, uh, we can discard what's gone before. And uh, we, we, you know, we talk terms like progressive are really positive. I want to progress past what's happened. Um, but actually so much of um, the truth, particularly from scripture, so much of tradition, so much of uh, the different um, institutions that we have in society are, are brilliant as well. There's obviously things we, we're glad we moved past, but there's so much to uh, so much to enjoy from people of old um, and uh, particularly with scripture. I think I love what you're talking about there. We, it's not a dead book. It's not a old dusty book, um, but living and active and, and present and actually to just say, well, we've moved past it. It's 2000 years old is to is to miss the point, really, I guess, of, mm. of timelessness. And yeah, it's brilliant. I'm just mm. just kind of agreeing with Toby, really, because it well, is a good say, point. Would you say, like, with the, with the scripture being living and breathing, because I yeah. love that, and I've experienced that sometimes when I'm, like, in the Bible, would you say there's something you can do before you read the Bible so that you have that more experience of, like, really feeling the living words as opposed to maybe right, reading right. something that you're not quite understanding? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think even just the expectation that God will speak uh, to you and yeah. he's speaking um so the the uh the dog dogmatician herman bavink um I, which i tried to read his his long book about halfway through it it's a systematic theology and he talks about there's a scripture that says that scripture is god breathed yeah so he talks you know like the spirit has breathed it through people but uh, uh bavink says it's also god breathing uh, it's not just God has spoken, it's God speaking. And so look, thinking about it in those terms, in that tense, literally the current uh, present tense, God is speaking. And so as we open it, uh, we're not just learning for our head knowledge and to pass a test. We're not learning like it's a textbook or like it's a, a history book, although we do learn things, absolutely learn from it. But this is the living God speaking to you. So I guess... Um, some people would prepare their hearts in prayer. Lord, speak to me through this. Lord, oh, would you show me yourself through it? There's things you can do there. But I guess even just changing your framework. I'm not reading this to learn about what happened, even though I will learn and that's good. Um, I'm reading this to hear from God. And uh, God uses obviously the stories and the histories to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's quite cool how it like intertwines when you're reading from different areas of the Bible and you can see yeah. and you wouldn't know the intertwining unless you'd read one part and i find that quite cool like it's like a code that you're unlocking almost yeah um but yeah toby do you have any tips for what george said is good I yeah think, just i think like just praying very, and yeah praying i think it, it sounds very basic but no, it's just powerful it's there's so many times where i've started reading the bible and i've got pretty much what, what would feel like not much out of that time um and then i think why didn't i just quickly pray and then the next morning or whatever i'll just say lord you just speak to me, help me to see what's here, see what's underneath, see, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I just, it's, it explodes. It's, it's, wow. you can test, test it. You just, you, it's amazing. Um, mm. Just simply a quick prayer. Um, it really opens things up. So like kind of being expectant that God will speak to you and that being a little bit of a sense of humility, which what you talked about on Sunday with like, 
just, I don't know, listening and being open to hearing what God has to say to you and not necessarily going in your own way. And um, yeah, I wanted to ask about that because we spoke about Joseph on Sunday and how he went through a lot of tests and things that shaped him and kind of grew that humility. And you asked, I think, the question or, or talked about how we can learn that humility. So is there anything you want to say on that? Mm, um, <laughs> so in terms of, um, well, so the Bible um, talks about, um, talks, it says kind of humble yourself mm. under the mighty hand of God. And, I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm almost certain um, the Bible never says God humbles anybody. Um, God, God doesn't humble people. Um, we are to humble ourselves. Um, God can humiliate you, um, but in being humiliated um, doesn't necessarily mean that you humbled yourself. And and so there is um there is a and God will humiliate, <laughs> like for for good, you know, not for evil. And it is for us to, to learn those, learn from it. And um, yeah, and, and how do you learn from it? I think it's just understanding that God is speaking through the like the circumstances of it. Like mm. like if if God is, I mean, I'll take a, 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 a in my life. There's been situations where I've been literally, I was very. Uh, proud growing up uh, I, I thought it was funny I was uh, I was into still am into like wrestling WWE and they're like there's always like villains and bad guys and like um, I've always found the villains just quite funny and they brag and they say how they're the best and so I thought I'd just live my teens out being a wrestling villain and so I talk about, I talk about myself in third person and, and all sorts of things and my mates thought it was hilarious and I thought it was hilarious um, but for my whole of my teens and my twenties, I was just humiliated time after time after time. Um, in it, it's funny now I look back, but at the time it was like, why is everything going wrong in my life? Like, why do I? And I realised that I was just so proud, and I just need to change the way I spoke. Um, and then I began to just say, I'm not gonna refer to myself in third person anymore. I'm just gonna be like a normal human. <laughs> and, and I kind of learned because I saw, I saw. I think God's speaking to me through these things. Like, right. um, I think God's, it's unusual how I just keep getting humiliated, failing and, and doing certain things that just, I failed my driving test six times. Um, and I kept, every time I tell my mates, I'm gonna pass this time, I'm the best driver in the world. I at time after time. And until I learned to just, you know what, just be humble. <laughs> and then I passed. Um, and so <laughs> well. God really spoke, was speaking to me through those circumstances. And, yeah. I, and I think that's, you've got to pick up on these things and you've got to have a heart that's willing to, uh, not a stiff neck and a heart that's willing to be receptive to God and say, do you know what, Lord, I repent and mm. I'm willing to come under your mighty hands so that I, one day perhaps you'll lift me up. Yeah. Mm. I like what you touched on about God speaking through circumstances because that was the first time I'd really heard that because we spoke on Live Lunch before about how does God speak to us and I never really thought about that. Like we are just going about our lives and we do make decisions that we might not necessarily know are being influenced by God. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know, just wanted to chat more about what that looks like. George, I don't know if you mm. have any examples of God speaking yeah. to you through circumstances. I guess, yeah, I think it's so often in retrospect, isn't it? It's so often yeah. that you actually living through it, it feels quite random or quite difficult or even you feel like, oh, I've made that decision. And then you yeah. look back and you realise, I really didn't. Um, when I was looking at what university to go to, um, I had these crazy high predicted grades and thought I was a genius. And then 
realized that I, uh, I wasn't or at least not to the extent I thought and I definitely should have worked harder and I didn't get the grades I wanted didn't get into any universities um, uh, that I was looking to apart from Sussex Sussex for some reason in a university here in Brighton if you're not local um, let me in to do the course and uh, even though I didn't get the grades and at the time it's like well, that's a bit random I guess I'd go to Brighton then um, but everything, so much of what's good in my life has come out of this city, this church. You know, I met my wife here. We're going to have a child, uh, God willing, soon. And um, even coming to this church and my, my job, everything comes out of that one really random thing. Where it's like, oh, God, you were just stopping. I had all these other plans, all these other things. And no, this is where you're going. And uh, so even, I guess, through my own my own weakness there, he's, he's done that. Um, I, I'm someone that... Uh, I, I guess I'm not overly sensitive to to that. And I think it's just really what you're saying, very helpful to relook again at circumstances and think, yeah. like, what is what is God doing? What has he done? And uh, also learning how to discern that. And I think um, that's a classic part of the Christian walk, right? God speaks to me. This has happened in my life. Does that mean X? And uh, yeah, we talked. you talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but uh, Toby, how would you discern okay, this has happened in my life, I didn't get this job, or I did get this job, or um, this has gone wrong, this relationship's gone wrong, that's happened. How do you discern, is God telling me to do this, or that I'm this, or I guess because you talked about falling off either way, you talked Mm. about you can go weird with it, right? Mm. Um, How would you start to discern those things? Yeah, it, it it does it does take wisdom, um, as as you mentioned, um, and it's it's not there's no um, kind of um, quick quick answer. Um, I think that um, I think you, Jesus talks about you'll know a tree by its fruit, and um, and sometimes the fruits of the decision, if the fruits, for example, your decision of going to Sussex, mm. um, he got in church, you, you got. Um, serving you, mm. and you got a wife and, and, and a child all these things are good things and so you, you look back and look at the fruits and you think oh actually well those fruits are godly fruits are good fruits um, on the contrary it could be bad fruit and you could think oh this has caused me to be more addicted or, or, or whatever and, and, mm. and you could say well I don't know and, and even then it's, it's, it's funny because um, you know God could use those negative things to let us uh, save us and, and help us and and and, uh, uh, and so for example the I was talking about the fruit of my former hopefully arrogance uh, was was just stuff that wasn't good just just lots of bad stuff really um, but that was good fruit in a sense <laughs> because God would then use it to to, to, to change me um, and, and so, so I said as I say there's, there's no a simple answer and and I do think that we, we do need to look at it over uh, uh, longer periods of time rather than um, uh, kind of shorter periods because we, we just don't know um, what's to, you know ultimately to happen next um, but that, that's that's kind of what I would would say and, and I think that in terms of the circumstances I think it's where I was trying to go with it was more the the things that we would not even say were were God things we would just say are just obvious um, like um, I don't know if I mentioned this on Sunday but you know um, we've had another child for example and we need more space that's God speaking through circumstances so if you are to look for a property that, that wouldn't be an unreasonable thing to do and, and a desire or or if the desire is um, you know you just you, you've, your tenancy is running out and there's only one place <laughs> that's like allowing you to live there. Well, God may be speaking through your circumstances to go there. Just very things that you think, well, it's just obvious, but, but you wouldn't say, God told me to live in that you know, Upper Lewis Road. Um, you'd be like, oh, well, this is 
this is what you know this was the only university mm. that was open to me yeah. mm. and it's that sort of thing that we, we can um, neglect the fact that God is in it and because it's not mm. kind of the audible voice when right, it's right. just as much God as anything else and then at the time you might not think of it as God speaking but like George said you look back and now you're such a big part of this church and it's like wow if I wasn't at Sussex University what would have happened and so mm. Mm. it seems like mundane things but it's not because they're big things that shape us but I think as um, Christians and even outsiders they're like oh God is like telling you to do x y and z but actually it's just living your life freely and God just being in it with you kind of thing like and that's quite a freeing thing I think yeah he's he's doing thousands more things than we're aware of at any one time (laughs) in our lives and we you know we will we ever know will we know when we get to glory the things he's protected us from the things he's pointed us towards the things he's you know he's always always working Mm. and uh that there's a there's real peace to be found there just i don't know what you're doing but i know you are Mm. thousands of things just trusting that everything will work out and and it's hard to do that like i'm in a situation where i'm not sure what my future holds literally within a matter of a month but (laughs) i'm kind of trusting and and the thing is that i'm struggling with is do I go and try and open the doors and see which doors open and shut? Or mm. do I do I speak to God in prayer to see where he wants me? Mm. Or do I just kind of take it day by day and see where I naturally flow? And I think that's it. That's so many people. In fact, after the evening service, I spoke to probably about three or four people that were in a similar situation, crossroads, multiple roads. And um, we have actually some help in Joseph's story. Um, on that specific thing because when Joseph's in prison he's pretty stuck (laughs) uh, in prison Um, but what we see of Joseph is we see him uh, push a door right he he says to he interprets the dreams and he says to um, I want to say the baker one of the two um, remember yeah remember me basically like like I've helped you to be free remember me so I can come out Uh, and so Joseph isn't just uh, placid sort of sat there arms folded miserable in prison he's actively trying to get out he's like I am looking for an opportunity to get out mm. would you mind remembering me uh, now God would shut that door because he wouldn't remember um, and so that wasn't God's plan for him in that that moment of course he would remember later if you know the story of Joseph but Joseph was pu- you know pushing a door there also in his interpreting of the dreams uh, we see Joseph kind of pushing a door now I don't necessarily think he would have known what would have happened that he'd interpret the dreams Pharaoh would have a dream he'd be called up and then interpret it and then become prime minister Uh, but he's active he's kind of like I'm in prison I'm stuck but I'm not just going to sit here I'm going to tell me your dream okay well I'll interpret it and he developed a a, a a unique ministry in prison prison ministry from the inside Um, and and so Joseph uh, even when he he was someone that would um wasn't something that he didn't he wasn't one to manufacture his circumstances he didn't try and like break free from prison and you know bend the you know dig a hole or, or whatever and and he, he just didn't do that he was someone that would observe kind of as the opportunities and the obstacles came and kind of be like okay mm. but he was just because he was that doesn't mean that he wasn't looking to uh, be active and push doors where appropriate yeah so and also just being like like you say active within the people around you and like not necessarily secluding yourself because I think some people would maybe go to prayer and just sit around for hours like tell me what to do but just living your life talking to the people around you picking up opportunities because the internship that I've done and it's been like the best year of my life was through people telling me to do it and if I wasn't out there talking to people and if I was just at home maybe 
I don't know, in bed watching Netflix, mm. <laughs> avoiding the world, then I, I don't know, God probably would have got me here somehow. But yeah, yeah it's quite, it's quite uh, encouraging to know that totally. yeah, we just, right. just live our lives. I remember that, just a quick one. Like I, I remember I went do I with my friend, myself and my friend Dan Watkins, um, we did some prophetic evangelism um, years ago, which is basically when you, you get together, you pray, you got, you, God gives you names, pictures, weird stuff, um, interesting stuff uh, and, then you, <laughs> and then you go and you go and you try and find the people and you pray for people and we went in wow. uh, and we got like the name Sarah um, and a bunch of other things and we went around Churchill Square and Brighton together looking for Sarah is your name Sarah is your name Sarah we, for about two hours because we felt like we had a message from from God for her and then we just gave up and I, I just said look we've tried our best um, I need to go and get a new phone contract um, and so <laughs> let's just can we just go and get it sorted went in sat down um and dan just was like oh my gosh oh my gosh i was like what she's like her name batches sarah no and i was like oh my word it does and then we just said look do you know jesus this is a bit of a strange thing to say and she said oh my word my boyfriend he's a christian he's been trying to get me to this church and I was like, what church? And he's like, Church of Christ the King, which is our church old name. Um, and, 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 and I tell that story. That's it's just, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just like, kind of like God was like, no, no, just, just continue. Just be. Just continue, just continue. Be. I'll, I'll bring it to you. Wow. And so we were active in terms of asking God for his word, what do you want us to do? But also yeah. there was a kind of just an ease about just live your life and it will happen. I wow. love that. That's great. Being active, being prayerful, being trusting, but... At the end of the day, you just live your life and have, you know, have fun and do things and God will make a way. But it's that, I think it's that trust that is the crucial part because if we try and go down our own paths and it can almost, I don't know if you agree, it can almost feel like you're pushing against something when you're going for your own path. As a Christian anyway, before I was a Christian, it didn't really feel like that. It kind of felt like I was just making decisions based on whatever I wanted to do. Mm. But now it feels like when I am going the wrong way, it feels like I'm pushing against some sort of force and it's, yeah. Um, and I wanted to quickly ask before we finish a little bit about like God's conviction, cause that's something that really interests me as well. And like on Sunday you were talking about Joseph, how he had two dreams with God and that kind of kept him going, kept him afloat. He didn't like constantly encounter God. And mm. I just wanted to talk about God's conviction and what that's like to have a conviction from God. Why is it like different for each people? Um, yeah. I don't know if you've got any. So, do you mean like certainty that God's spoken? Yeah, like maybe He sent you on a particular mission or He's convicted you about a particular yeah. sin that just like is like a one time, for me, it was like a one time conviction that has kept me afloat. Yeah. And yeah. it's so true to me that I, it's so strong in my belief. Okay. However, like it was so long ago and it was once and it's just it, like the power of that really fascinates me that one moment is still still shaping how you're living and yes yeah i think there would be be a number of things to say i think god does convict and convince and give us confidence and i think there is such a thing as like assurance and um i wonder if there's quite a lot of personality in it as well i'm definitely someone that would second guess and think again and did oh but did he really and and i, I would i would I my own personality is such that I would have to actively try to believe what's happened and uh, not to not to come again and and to distrust. I wonder if someone with more self assurance, uh, someone who is generally more confident, would hear once and go, "That's 
that's that's okay um so that being how it could be different for different yeah people, for different people yeah. i think so i, I think we, we we are looking to have faith for things and to believe god when he speaks yeah and uh, i'd much rather fail because i've had too much faith or because because i've thought he spoke and i just yeah. really went for something in god right. i'd much rather fail that way i more naturally would fail the other way of like oh, well, well you know probably wasn't did he really say that maybe not i'll just let that someone else can say it and i'm that's definitely much more my pitfall. Right, um, right. That's yeah, so interesting that to me. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's true. Um, I think I'd probably be on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I'm act, uh, for those that understand the, the the verbiage, I'm an activator. It's my number two. It's um, I'm someone that likes to get things going, and um, yeah. and so my, my I have to actually uh, put the brakes on more on myself, um, rather because otherwise I just run with it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you know God. God, it's again the, the mystery of how um, God speaks. Um, what mm. I found in my experience, I, I'm pretty. I'm. I mean, I'm pretty meticulous in um, every prophetic word I've ever been given since 2008. Anyway, I've written down date, time, um, who did it, gave it, etc. Word for word, transcribe it. I, I'd encourage everyone to do that. Right. Um, because it's a good it just I could talk about it all day I won't but um, and so what I found is that God seems to say the same things often he'll say something once sometimes mm. um, and he'll but he'll confirm it I found he's just good like that yeah um, because so often we, we need it you know it's uh, um, you know so much of the Bible is kind of a, a good portion of the Bible is repetition it's kind of saying similar things again and again. It's like God God will speak more than once sometimes to yeah. a person. And it just gives you more of a sense of certainty and confidence in, so in what he has in what he has said. And um he, he shouldn't need to do that. I mean he doesn't need to do that. He's God, but he he, he does do that. And so, and, and sometimes things are so um hit you so hard, like you, you mentioned, they um God says it once and that's it, you know, he, that's with you. I think of the conversion of Paul. Um, I dare say, um, or Saul of Tarsus, Saul, who would also be called Paul, um, that conversion experience that he would have um, on the Damascus Road, I, I feel that he probably often thought back to that and he heard Jesus, mm. I am Jesus who you are persecuting. Like he probably was, it probably shook him to the, his very core. Um, yeah. And that was, that only happened once. Of course, God spoke to him actually through dreams in other ways, Paul. Um, but that principle kind of call was a big thing and I'm sure we could all think of words that God has spoken to us as we've perhaps as we've read the scripture we just thought gosh that's I so um relate to that person uh, or or other prophetically uh, prophetic words rather that people have said to us mm. or encourage us to know I see this on you I just think you're really good at that and it just sticks and oftentimes those things that stick often are, are, are God making it stick that's so that's so encouraging I think that's a great place to leave it um yeah, write stuff down. If you get prophetic words, when people say stuff and it sticks, write that down. Because <laughs> I get you, like, you wouldn't even think that's God, but it is. And that's why he's making it stick in your memory. So I love that. Thank you so much for coming on Live Lunch, both of you. Hope you enjoyed Thanks, the sushi cool. and the chats. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.